0: Trailing three, good protection. Pass the right goes. Caught touchdown, Tampa Bay. Oh, Jay Howard, fire them, and what a play! We are Bucks Nation, SB Nation's team blog for your Super Bowl 55 champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Come fan with us at bucksnation.com. What is up, Bucks Nation? Welcome in to our 2021 NFL Draft instant reactions. I'm your host Jason Curtis. You can find me on Twitter at JC Bucks Nation. Do not forget to follow the show at Bucks Pod. I am joined here by what the one and only Mr. Chris Schonair. 2021
1: NFL Draft round one in the books. Pretty exciting night. Yeah, it was a pretty exciting night and there were a lot of of players that were picked that I just in certain spots I just didn't expect it. I mean, it's like that every year and it's a whirlwind and it's a lot of fun to see how the how the cards fall.
0: Yeah, man. Uh first uh just to start off here before we get into some of our reactions of some of the picks that we did see in last night's draft, I do want to go ahead and give a shout out to our newest members of Bucks Nation, Trey and Len. They actually just had a live reaction show on Bucks Nation Twitter. Really appreciate those guys, obviously, uh, repping Bucks Nation. Welcome to the Bucks Nation family uh, and, and much credit to those guys, obviously, uh, repping out there. Yeah, man. T- uh, this first round started off, I think, k- kind of as expected as possible. We knew that it was going to be quarterback led. Obviously with the first and second pick Trevor Lawrence followed by Zach Wilson. That was really no surprise. So let's go ahead and just jump right into this. The third pick was really where Daniel Jeremiah and those, if you watch the NFL broadcast, you heard him say, uh, this is where it started getting a little interesting because it could have been Trey Lance or Mac Jones, right? Chris, you and I, when we did our mock draft, it could have been one of those two because that's what Shanahan was looking for. It was kind of split there between the GM and the head coach.
1: Yeah. And they go and uh I don't know if you saw yesterday, uh, Shanahan went and tried to save face on that front and, and came out and said something along the lines of, Oh, Trey Lance was always our guy. We just didn't tell anybody within the organization. <laughs> um, you know, even though the rumors were that Shanahan was pushing hard for Mac Jones and, and with that rumor mill, it's so hard to know what's true and what's not. Oh, and, and, you know, I guess they ended up with their guy, Trey Lance. And, and to me, that was the right pick between those two i don't think jones is is on lance's caliber so i'm really glad that they made that decision there after trading away all those picks to get there
0: yeah and we'll definitely get into where mac jones fell but uh trey lance definitely seems to be the favorite there he was picked up at number three by the san francisco 49ers and uh that was a trade with miami via houston so that was an interesting yeah uh, obviously
1: what's that A a real convoluted way to get down to that third pick.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, obviously that was a no-brainer that they were going to go quarterback with that number three pick. So moving on, obviously that was one that we picked as well, uh, was Atlanta picked up Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Florida, the uh, once-in-a-generation type of tight end receiver combination. This dude is a a monster out on the field. He, uh, obviously me being a Florida Gator fan, I've seen him play and it, it, him and, he made Kyle Trask shine a lot more than I would say even Kadarius Tony did. Uh, really liked Kyle Pitts out there; he was just a beast. Huge, huge fan favorite, obviously. And him coming into the NFL, you know, doesn't really bode well for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? That defense is yeah. definitely going to have their hands full.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see how Antoine Winfield Jr. handles that because he's yeah. pretty much going to be the guy lined up there with him. And, and that should be a good fight for years to come. That should be a really exciting matchup that we should uh I mean we get twice a year now. So it should be a good one.
0: Cincinnati Bengals do not go with Suel. We actually thought that they would be protecting. And actually, I was I was watching this morning on Twitter. Man, is it lighting up about them not going Suel. Why would you not protect? your franchise quarterback after coming back after a gruesome injury that Joe Burrow suffered.
1: Well, there's a reason that the Bengals haven't been very good (laughs) Uh, for the past few years. I mean, even, even during the, uh, the days of of Marvin Jones, it was sort of this like, Oh, they could make it to the playoffs, but uh, they don't really do anything. And then they go and they get rid of him and they pull in a new head coach. And, and now it's looking like the, the front office is just making some of the same decisions. They get these guys out there that are good but especially like somebody like Burrow. And then they, instead of giving him protection they give him jamar chase another receiver like t higgins fell off the face of the earth or something and i get that receivers are necessary but what's more necessary protecting your franchise quarterback that you spent a first overall pick on it didn't make much sense to me at the time and and having to sit on it for a little bit of time it, it still doesn't make much sense to me
0: but when we did do our mock draft we did say he was the optional because of that pairing with joe yeah. burrow mm-hmm. uh, obviously having that dynamic and and being former you know uh you know, teammates that should showed well for the Bengals. We'll have to see. We'll, we'll see how dynamic that offense truly is. Just, just moving on here. Jalen Waddle did move up uh, in our, compared to our mock draft, did move up uh, to the number six spot where the Miami dolphins picked up Jalen Waddle. And, uh, and then we had the Carolina Panthers pick up JC Horn cornerback from South Carolina.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's a really interesting pick. I don't think a lot of, of people expected the Panthers to go with that corner and looking at the their defense overall they were pretty bad last year especially when the Bucks played them I mean the Bucks outscored them by quite a few points and and their secondary was burned all day by the Mike Evans Chris Godwin the little duo there and and I I guess they needed the help I I can see that they they do have that great safety that that you talk about all the time in Jeremy Chin um and they could use somebody in that corner room but If I were them, I would have gone with a tackle, um, somebody like the Slater pick uh, that we had mocked, actually, Um, just to to protect Bradford going forward, because their offensive line isn't the best that there is, but there are some day two picks that they might might look at there.
0: So Panay Suel did not fall very far, and he did fall in the lap of the Detroit Lions. I think that is a fantastic pickup. So now uh, the quarterback there is Jared Goff, right? So Jared mm-hmm. Goff it now has protection uh, for once, right? I mean, uh, did LA have really good protection? I didn't really they analyze did. their they offense, had, did
1: they? The year they went to the Super Bowl, they had one of the best lines in the league. And then the, the year after that, the, the Goff contract was obviously gigantic. Um, and they had to let a few guys go. Um, and then this past year, I believe their, their main guy um, was Andrew Whitworth, got hurt. So the old, the old man there, the veteran there. Yeah, he got, Whitworth, he got hurt. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And now he's and now, you know, Detroit's got a pretty OK offensive line. I mean, they got Taylor Decker on the left side and now they got Panay Sewell uh, plugging in at the right tackle spot. And he should have that offensive line that he had, you know, something similar to what he had in, in 20, what was it 2018 when they went to the Super Bowl? So, you know, hopefully he can sort of show everybody, hey, look, if you give me protection, I can actually be that first overall pick that uh, that I was drafted to be.
0: Well, certainly interesting. Uh, obviously, with with all the things, yeah. So, Whitworth, obviously the old man, very highly respected across the league, mm-hmm. uh, along with AQ Shipley, right? Been in the league for several years, right? So, Buccaneers own AQ Shipley, uh, highly respected. Uh, he, he's done, right? I believe he's he's officially hung it up, right? Shipley, so, Shipley's w- done.
1: Well, we oh, know Whitworth, Shipley. yeah. But yeah, he, I, I'm pretty sure Whitworth is done. I don't know. I don't remember the report exactly coming out, but he he's old. He came off a, <laughs> a season-ending injury last year. I think year there was
0: an injury. Is, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. And that age with that healing process it's not the same. Once well, obviously, we're just
0: those. going off on a tangent because I just highly respect the guy. And I think he's great. <laughs> <good. laughs>
1: no, he's great. And he's played the game. I love so. it.
0: Uh, just moving on here. Denver Broncos did not pick up Justin Fields. Like, seriously. Why would they not go quarterback at number nine drew lock? Really their guy that that was just, that was very interesting that they went with the defense. They picked up Patrick Sertan cornerback from Alabama.
1: Yeah. And they, they have Teddy Bridgewater there and I don't know if they look at him as being that guy. I know Teddy Bridgewater doesn't really want to go to a place to be a backup. I mean, that's what he's done for years and years. He started off in Minnesota and then he goes over to the saints and backs up drew Brees, and then comes in and really shows everybody that he, Hey, look world. I am a starting quarterback. Look, I can guide our offense down the field. And he goes to Carolina last year and, and (laughs) eh, he has an okay year. You know, he's like, he's, he's a good bridge gap sort of, sort of quarterback. And Maybe next year, they're looking at something, but I thought it was kind of silly that they didn't go with Justin Fields, especially when they do have that need. There was the rumor about Aaron Rodgers going over there, nothing moving on that front. Um, so I guess we'll just have to wait and see what, you know, if he does end up there and if he doesn't, then, you know, best of luck to Teddy Bridgewater.
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) the The word I think you were looking for is stopgap. He's definitely yes, a stopgap yeah. type of quarterback. But yeah, going back to that rumor mill about Aaron Rodgers, that was really interesting how that was coming out last night about his disgruntlement with the Green Bay Packers organization. And for those of you that have been living under a rock and have not been hearing or seeing, and if you're just listening to this and, and finding out for yourselves, Aaron Rodgers is obviously very upset with his situation in Green Bay and has uh, had his agent already uh, position it with the uh, with the Packers to say, Hey, listen, I, I want out because I, I believe it started with, I want the long-term deal. And it started with Jordan love being picked up in the first round last year. And he said, listen, give me the long-term if you're really committed to me. Cause that's ultimately what I want. I don't want to be moved and I don't want to have to have to restructure my contract. And that's exactly what they asked for. They wanted to free up the cap space. They kind of pulled a Tom Brady with him or wanted to. And they're like, eh, you know, I'd rather you just kind of extend me and 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 not limp me along here. If you guys are truly committed here, I've got plenty of years left, and, and I could definitely and obviously this is the reigning NFL MVP that's talking. I think he has a
1: little bit of clout.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know he's what one of I'm saying.
1: Best quarterbacks to ever play the game.
0: <laughs> I, don't know I, how I did find out this morning, there. Chris. I did find out this morning. Denver never broached any. They never made any pros proposals. There was nothing there. It was just simply uh, a lot of hype around his disgruntlement with the Packers so it doesn't seem to be too much there in regards to the Broncos actually making a proposal to the Packers but I believe there were some calls at least at least some poking and prodding going on anyway that was interesting Justin Fields did not fall to number nine instead Justin Fields fell to the Chicago Bears traded up with the New York Giants for the number 11 pick. And that is who got Justin Fields. Now, I like the pick. I'm originally from Chicago, born and raised a Chicago Bears fan, actually. Kind of fallen off with that. Respect the Bears. I respect the entire NFC North. I think it's one of the best conferences in the league. But obviously, um, this was a question mark. And there's a lot of people. And and someone actually said, and I saw somebody's comment on Twitter, like, I think he was a little, I think he, he showed a little sign of, pain when he heard his name being called going to Chicago. I'm like, seriously, does it hurt that bad to go to Chicago? I mean, you may be sitting behind Andy Dalton. Y- you're going to learn from a couple of very experienced, uh, you know, court- vet- veteran quarterbacks. This is not a bad situation for Justin Fields to fall in for him to prove himself. I, you know, what it made me think of is, is Dwayne Haskins position. They automatically pegged him to be the starter. He didn't. He was trying to start in the later half. And then obviously something fell through. You know, I'm wondering with these two dynamic quarterbacks with Nick Foles and Andy Dalton, that's an interesting situation, especially given that Nick Foles still has nine, nine million in guaranteed money from the bears. Silly, Andy Dalton's on the one year, (laughs) what do you think is going to happen there, man?
1: I I think so. This is my prediction and it's, it's pretty much based on how it's gone for the past few years with, rookie quarterbacks the coach says they're going to be the backup starting the year and and they are you know for two three weeks we saw with baker mayfield and tyrod taylor and then justin herbert and Unfortunately, again, Tyrod Taylor, um, where where they bring in these rookie quarterbacks and they're like, all right, buddy, you're going to sit here for a year. And and really, the only time that we've seen it go the whole time recently was the Patrick Mahomes behind Alex Smith. They, they stood true to his word. Andrew Reid said, nope, you're actually sitting an entire year. And he did. They ended up putting him in as a, you know, in his sophomore year. And he absolutely just took the league by storm. And I think Justin Fields is a very talented player. I think he does need some time to develop, as most rookie quarterbacks do. So I hope he gets that time. Um, but I'm looking at at Nagy. He's he's had a few underperforming years. This this could be this it is for it him. for him,
0: right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And so he might plug him into early.
0: You're listening to the 2021 NFL Draft Reaction Show. I'm your host Jason Curtis, and I'm here with. Chris Shoha, my co-host. you can find him at Cynical Bucks fan. find myself at JC Bucks Nation. Don't forget to follow the show at Bucks Nation pod. We are talking reactions. we're going through the list here uh, you know, and I don't want to go through every single pick. you guys can look up the picks and see which ones are highlighted for you. Uh, the next pick that I really wanted to talk about I was really interested in Micah Pearson's actually getting picked up pretty early at number 12 with the trade between Dallas and Philadelphia. Dallas trades up, gets Micah Parsons. That seems to be their guy. Now, we knew they needed to go defense. We knew they needed to go defense. Their offense seems to be pretty much intact. Uh, obviously, with Dak Prescott coming back, they're, they're hoping to maybe some weapons there would have helped, uh, but they seem pretty confident, obviously. Um, but Micah Parsons goes to Dallas.
1: Yeah. And he's a very talented player. And I think the big thing with him is he could have been that top 10 pick, but he did come with some off the field issues. I believe there were some like hazing things that were going on at Penn state. He ended up getting suspended for a few games and, I was reading about that and I looked at that as, Oh yeah, that makes sense why he did fall and Dallas, you know, I was really surprised to see Dallas trade with the Eagles really, or let them, you know, trade mm-hmm. up two spots that inner, inner conference rivalry, especially between them two. Um, but no, they go and they get their guy. I think they wanted a corner, but the top two were, were taken off at that point with Sertan and, and JC Horn. Um, Jerry Jones said, Oh, we were looking at him the whole time, but I mean, they, they have that, who do they got? They lot Leighton Vander Esch. And then they got that other guy um, Smith, who the Smith no, not that's the guy with the Packers, but his name is Smith, I think. And and he's, he's a pretty good linebacker. He's just a little undersized. They gave him a big contract recently. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, you know, what is he going to step in right away? Is he going to be that guy? Cause they did need corner help more than anything. Um, so I think Jerry Jones wanted a corner, didn't get the corner he wanted. Um, so ended up taking Micah Parsons, who is a, who is a hell of a pick. And I I can't disrespect that, but I just wonder where he fits.
0: It's been, you know, up to this point, I, I don't think that aside from all the trading that was happening there between picks and 10 and 12, you know, so the Cowboys trade to Philadelphia. So the Cowboys trade down Philly goes up New York trades with Chicago, Chicago, like threw it all out on the table. And I think New York got picked up like three extra picks to obviously, uh, give the bears the number 11 picks so that they can get their new franchise quarterback, uh, or, or, at least the perceived foreseeable future franchise quarterback. Uh, And then obviously Dallas picks up Micah Parsons, the linebacker. Um, That first quarter overall, what are your thoughts just from an overall, how that went picks one through 12? What are your general thoughts?
1: Yeah, no, I'm looking at it and I'm seeing that, you know, a lot of things went the way we sort of thought they would. I thought the JC Horn and the Passertain back to back. At least were not by position, I expected at least yes. by position. Yes. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And these are the, you know, these could be argued are the 12 most talented players in the draft. And, and so it makes sense that they fell that way. Um, very interesting with the Justin Field. I think that's the most interesting pick of the day, just from that trade up standpoint. Nobody really expected the Bears to go after Fields. They thought they were just going to sit back there and wait for you know somebody else. Um, but they go and they get their guy. And looking at that, that's my you know favorite pick um, of that that first twelve there.
0: Yeah, and I really like Trey Lance going to the Niners. Seem to be good, and obviously Kyle Pitts. You know, although not favorable, seeing as though they're in the same conference as us, but Kyle Pitts going to Atlanta. It, it's complimentary if you look at the game and you look at the team and you look at the pieces that are in place. I mean, the, that is a high powered offense. Now, I mean, look at that. That is that, that is Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones. That is, you know, Matt Ryan, Kyle Pitts. Holy crap, dude. Like that is that, and that's, the ghost that's of Todd stacking, Gurley. Up, stacking up pretty nicely. All right. We're going to go ahead and touch on just a couple more picks. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and then we'll wrap things up. I really want to finish this segment up talking about the new England Patriots, picking up Mac Jones. This guy looked like a wall street banker walking down the hallway, (laughs) walking to the podium to meet up with uh, the commissioner, Roger Goodell to, to get the Jersey and and wear the hat and, and take his place as the new new England Patriots quarterback. My biggest concern with this one is I don't know how much he's going to learn behind Cam Newton. I don't think he's going to learn very much behind him and his ego. (laughs) <laughs> That's my thing. And I was really questioning. I actually texted, you know, I, I have a buddy chat that was going on and, and I asked him, I said, you know, I wonder why the Patriots never gave Stidham the the opportunity. You know, he played a couple games. He stepped well, he in when Newton went good. down.
1: <laughs> but what, He wasn't. No, he was, he was pretty bad. Um, he doesn't really have much of an arm. He throws, he threw quite a few interceptions. And and even if he does have a grasp of the offense, I don't think he has the physical mm-hmm. tools to be that guy. He's a, he's a solid backup. I think that's was he? what they, okay. yeah, they have, that's what they have him to be. I don't think he is that full-time starter role unless he, you know, during the training camp or something comes out of nowhere and just turns his game completely around. But I don't think he's, he's good enough to be a starting quarterback in the NFL.
0: Well, they do have a, a full, room there uh, of quarterbacks in new England. And to add to that, you have Mac Jones quarterback from Alabama. He finally falls to number 15 to the new England Patriots. Uh, they're they're They are very much equating him to a Tom Brady. And it was interesting when Mac Jones actually tweeted out his picture. And of course the, the famous or the infamous picture of Tom Brady shirtless on draft day <laughs> picture uh, him and Mac Jones, obviously there. And, and I thought that was kind of comical. Uh, I wonder if Mac Jones is, is he's trying to put himself there. I wonder, I wonder if he was trying to put himself there. He's like, Hey, listen, you guys, th- this was Tom Brady back then. This is me. Now you may laugh, but watch, you know what I'm he saying? He better
1: not be. He better not be because how many people do you see Tom Brady saying, Oh, I'm the next great such and such. <laughs> you no. Know? that's such a different mentality. If somebody's going after the Tom Brady, you know, that's that, that's an unachievable pinnacle at this point in time. I think at this point, it's like, yeah, you really going to be that good Mac? Oh, well, Well, listen to the work that Brady does. It's a great aspiration.
0: It's Mm -hmm. you always want to be the best there ever was. Tom Brady, obviously the goat, the greatest of all time, uh, you know, and, and he is no longer a Patriot. He is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. So let's move on. Uh, Number 16, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, They picked up Zaven Collins. I, I thought that one was interesting. Now they said, I believe it was Zaven Collins or it was Jalen, no, it was Jamin Davis that got picked up at 19. I believe that Daniel Jeremiah was one of the rising stars at the very end of the draft prospecting process. Fastest rising, two players I would have to say. Zaven Collins was listed in the top 30, I believe, but Jamin Davis, the linebacker, uh, where is he out of? I didn't even see where he was out of. Uh Jamin Davis got picked up by Washington. Uh, you know, obviously need to beef up that defense even more. Thought they would focus on the offense.
1: Yeah, no, it's their second level, and they have one of the best front fours in the league. I mean, one of the most dominating. They got Chase Young and, and Montez Sweat on the edge, who they drafted recently, I think in back-to-back drafts. And their front four is one of the scariest, if not the scariest, in the league. It was just that second level that could have used a little bit of improvement, and mostly from a um, pass receiving or a, a pass defense standpoint, they right. didn't have the linebackers that were there backing up and and you know taking those zones and really and really taking control of that. And so, Jamin Davis, I think, is, has that athleticism to do that, and has shown a little bit that he does know and have what it takes to defend against the pass.
0: Jamin Davis was from Kentucky. Uh, So the Kentucky Wildcat linebacker from Kentucky, Jamin Davis goes to the Washington football team. Prior to that, Jamin Jalen Phillips, the edge rusher goes to Miami and you had Alex Leatherwood and I'm going backwards here. goes to the Las Vegas Raiders. That was an interesting pick as well. Uh, We were kind of chatting back and forth last night about that. And that seemed to be a very ridiculous
1: john gruden pick and not a mike mayock pick my god he could have traded back into the second and taken leatherwood i (laughs) i don't i look at this and i'm thinking like you have we had them at the very bottom of our list yes yeah no yeah he was and and everybody did it's not like leatherwood is is maybe on some guy's mock draft he was like oh he's in the top 20 and nobody's i have never seen alex leatherwood being listed that high and you have somebody who has i in my opinion is much more talented in him in in Christian Derisaw go later and looking at Leatherwood, if you really wanted Leatherwood, if that was your guy, you really think somebody was going to take him at 18 or 19 or 20? No trade back, maybe even trade back to the second there. I think I saw something yesterday and it said that there was a, like a 60 or 70% chance that he would be there at their second round pick. So they could have traded back and and could have gotten their guy anyway and picked up a slew of other draft picks, but no, they go ahead and they take him at 17 and don't really get much else out of it.
0: Mike Mayock actually said on NBC sports, he said, we knew it would be controversial. So,
1: (laughs) well, yeah, it has been for three years now. (laughs) It sure sure has. Right.
0: Uh, So Alex Leatherwood, uh, the uh, offensive tackle from Alabama goes to the Las Vegas, Raiders at number 17. And again, I was, I was going through uh, some of the other picks there. Let's go ahead and take a quick break, Chris. When we come back, we're going to go ahead and cover the second half of this draft, including your Tampa Bay Buccaneers at number 32. We'll be right back. You're listening to Bucks Nation. Welcome back in Bucks Nation. We are giving our instant reactions to the 2021 NFL draft round one coverage picks number one through 32, including your Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to 32 did not trade up, did not trade up as some actually were possibly anticipating the Buccaneers to make a move. Because again, as Jason light Bruce Arians and others have said, I am in it to get my guy. I am not here to cover. I don't need to fall into a certain you know, and, and cover a certain position, I can grab whoever the hell I want when I want. It's a beautiful, beautiful place to be.
1: Yeah, and and Jason Light even said after he made uh, made the pick that, you know, he was the guy that we wanted and there were some people taken ahead of him that we didn't want and so it's not like he just fell into their laps that was the guy they wanted they knew that you know a few people ahead of him like the Saints the Packers the uh the Ravens weren't going to take him so they said you know fine we'll wait we'll take him and in I don't know in my opinion they could have traded up and got somebody like a Jalen Phillips who ended up going to the Dolphins who I thought was was my best edge rusher in the class and my God, you know, I mean, being a UCLA fan, of course, I, I look at him and I would have loved that pick. But, you know, Jason Light got his guy and, and Bruce Arians got his guy and they're, they're happy about it. So, And we will
0: certainly get to number 32 in just a second, but let's go ahead and continue on here. So we just went through picks one through 20, uh, ending at the pick 20, which was the trade between Chicago and New York, the New York Giants. The New York Giants pick up Kadarius Toney from Florida, wide receiver, second best wide receiver coming out of Florida, which is pretty stellar. You were actually surprised at that pick, thought that that did not need to be picked as highly, or at least that was an interesting pick. Now, the Giants drafted down to be able to get him still, so maybe Mm -hmm. they still had, had their eyes on him.
1: Yeah. And, and I think there were some other guys there that they could have taken. Um, I personally liked Terrence Marshall more and he ended up not going in the first round. So shows what I know. know? Um, But Rashad Bateman, that was the one that I thought, you know, if, if they really wanted to get somebody with that sort of after the catch ability, somebody who is a good jump ball receiver, somebody who could help out daniel jones you know i thought it would be bateman but they ended up going tony and hey you know they saw something in him that i didn't and and they they are probably pretty happy about it i mean they did have those other options and didn't take him so you know tony's their guy jalen
0: phillips started the edge uh the edge rushers coming off the board and we saw another edge rusher come off the board at number 21 to the indianapolis colts Quiddipay, Quiddipay from uh miami from michigan Michigan, Michigan, my bad. Okay, I'm getting my M's mixed up and my notes are crossed here. Of course, Pay from Michigan. Edge rusher goes to the Indianapolis Colts. Good pickup there. Obviously needed to go either wide receiver or corner or edge. It was interesting how how they actually played into that one. Uh, Tennessee picks up Caleb Farley. Now, uh, my uncle actually covers the Titans, and it was interesting how he was coming out saying, listen, if they picked this guy, they were 100% on him, regardless of the two back surgeries, which were subsequent to the same injury, did get that confirmation. But Caleb Farley, two back injuries, did test positive for COVID-19. So he was sitting home alone, asymptomatic apparently, but he did test positive uh, and sat home as he got selected to the Tennessee Titans. But, but uh, Corey Curtis did say, this is their guy. They are 100% on him. They know that he can come in and play and be dominant on that defense. Moving on here real quick for the sake of time. I want to go ahead and get through these cuz I really want to get into that Tampa Bay Buccaneers pick here. Pick here. Uh we thought Aziz Ojalari was going to be picked up at number 23 by the Jets. Did not happen. That trade to the Vikings instead happened and Christian Darrisaw offensive Tackle got picked up there by the Vikings. I thought that was a really interesting um, situation between the Vikings and Jets.
1: Yeah. And Christian Darisaw was somebody who we had going in the top 13. We had him go to the chargers cause we expected Slater to go to the Panthers. Right. and, and he really looked, you know, looked to be that third best tackle in the class. And of course, you know, the Raiders go Leatherwood uh, to refer back to that for a minute, but <laughs> um, you know, the Vikings go Darisaw, and that's a hell of a pick. I mean, they need to protect Kirk cousins as we saw last year with the bucks, absolutely crushing them that they needed somebody, you know, to protect them and, and they got their guy in Darisaw, and they were able to go down to 23 and get him, which is a, you know, they ended up taking a little bit of, um, of value there by trading down with the Jets and, and you know, probably got the guy that they were most likely pining after to begin with.
0: The next two picks, uh, we knew that they were going to be coming off the board very close to one another, and that was Najee Harris and Travis Etienne. So both uh, top-ranked running backs, they're the top two ranked running backs in this draft, now, that was an interesting one because we did we did chat with uh, Ken Barrett a little bit last night, and he was <laughs> laughing at the fact that why on earth are you taking a running back in the first round? It's kind of like, it's interesting. It's the opposite from fantasy because fantasy, you always want to pick up a running back in the first round. But in the real draft, you can easily get a really good running back in the second, third, and even fourth rounds. What are your thoughts on those guys going uh they went number 24, 25. The Steelers picking up Najee Harris, 25. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars do get their guy, Travis Etienne.
1: Yeah, I love Harris. And and we talked about it a little bit with Harris being the Steel City running back, the heavy, hard-nosed runner. And I think I agree with Ken to, to a big extent because you're right. How many running backs have we heard of that even go undrafted and and make it in the NFL as a star? and. To move on to the ETN pick a little bit, we're talking about an undrafted rookie in James Robinson who was in Jacksonville last year and went for over a thousand yards. and then they go and they take Travis E.Tn and I looked at that and I when I saw the pick come on the screen, I laughed because I was thinking, Trevor Lawrence is being protected. By who? Nobody. There's nobody there. Cam Robinson is one of their tackles. we got taken. Name one back. guy on the offense. Yeah, line. exactly. And the only reason I can name one is because he slipped to the second round a few years back when he was supposed to go in the first. And and it's like, fine. They have they they might need that talent, but James Robinson is sitting right there. I feel so bad for the kid. You know, going from that and now he's saying Urban Meyer saying, oh, he's going to be a third down running back. And it's like, why did you pick a third down running back in the first round in a draft after a season that you went one in fifteen?
0: Robinson was absolutely mind-blowing. He was very fantasy relevant. He was just an outstanding running. back. I thought he was going to be the next star running back. Oh, he still looked like he could be. So that was really interesting. I don't have all the details of his contract on there. I wonder that this guy's going to be hot on the market. If he, if he does lose that starting position to Travis Etienne, I think this was a complimentary move for Jacksonville. Jacksonville said, Hey, listen, I got Trevor Lawrence. I got to find a guy that he's very comfortable with. And that's going to be Travis Etienne obviously coming into the league together, they can both be very complimentary and it's like, it's starting it's, it's picking up right where they left off. And I think that's exactly what the Jacksonville Jaguars were looking to do with urban Meyer coming in. They want to make sure that it's very seamless, new coach, new system, new everything. And obviously the owner probably uh, pulling there in regards to making sure that they're not creating too much uh, of a Delta or a difference. Yeah. Uh, in regards to, you know, obviously with Urban Meyer coming in, new quarterback that you know is going to be starting on day one, you've got to find some consistency there. So that to me is probably why the move actually happened with Travis Etienne at number 25 to the Jacksonville Jaguars. We thought that they would go defense with Trevin Warwick, uh out of Texas Christian, but that didn't happen. So there it is. Travis Etienne running back uh, from Clemson uh, goes and rejoins his his quarterback. And they good luck, Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) Number twenty six, the Cleveland Browns do not get that third LSU piece. Instead, they go with Greg Newsome the second cornerback, and uh, i I I think that's a good I think that's a good move. I think the Browns need to continue to to bolster up that second third level on the defense. Uh, The Browns were that one game away from making it all the way. Right? They what was it? The divisional round or was it? Yeah, they lost
1: in the divisional when. when uh, who was it, Henny came in after Mahomes went down with that weird neck injury um, and ended up losing that game to the Chiefs, who ended up going to the AFC championship. But obviously he got went to the Super Bowl and got shellacked by, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers there. Oh-hoo. Um but yeah, no, they could use that secondary help. I mean, they did. They have drafted pretty heavy with the secondary the past few years. I mean, they took Denzel Ward a few years back when they took Mayfield, and then they also took Greedy Williams last year. And they w- were looking to have that one too. And I guess now they uh, might push Greedy to the slot or something like that, and, and insert news money outside, depending on what they want to do. But now they have all the, the all the talent to go and do that. You know, MJ Stewart went over there and didn't really have a have a great showing, <laughs> so maybe they wanted to replace him. Um, and and. Now now they got their guy in Newsom. So, well, we we thought there. that they
0: would go interior. We thought that Christian Barmore out of Alabama would be going yeah. to Cleveland. Didn't happen, right? They pegged their guy Greg Newsom. Uh, The second uh, go, falls to the Browns at number twenty-six. So far, these are some really good picks. There's a couple question marks here, but overall, uh, one through twenty-six, you guys are listening to Bucks Nation. I'm Jason Curtis. You can find me on Twitter at JC. I'm here with my co-host Chris Schohare. find him at Cynical Bucks Fan and the show at BucksnationPod. just to remind you guys where you can always find us night and day, 24 /7. Don't forget to message us, follow us, retweet us, whatever you guys want to do. Uh, we're talking about the 2021 round one of the NFL draft, picks 1 through 32. We're at 27. We're going to get right into it here shortly. But I really want to touch on Rashad Bateman finally falling to the Baltimore Ravens, finally giving a little bit of weaponry to Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. That was really a good, we knew a wide receiver was going to fall there if there was one available. So there you go. Rashad Bateman does finally fall from Minnesota to the Ravens. 28, the Saints. This was a, this was a head scratcher, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 20, 29, uh, excuse me, 28. The New Orleans Saints pick up Peyton. Turner? Paint yeah, and <laughs> tell me about this
1: no, guy. No, I don't know. I think um he did. He was another one of those guys that sort of did pick himself up towards the end of the draft process. And some people got higher on him. He's a huge, 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 huge human being. I think he's, he's a what, big six dude. Foot I was five and some, half, six yeah. foot six, like two hundred and eighty yeah. pounds. And maybe they, you know, so they see the need there. They they needed a little bit of that pass rush from the interior. And and even you know, even a few years back, they they went up and reached on uh, Marcus Davenport, and and hopefully you know, for Turner's sake, they don't go and reach on him. Um, But as, as Bucks fans, as we are, you know, I, I want to see the kids succeed, but just not in new Orleans, you know, make your career pretty good in, in four years, Peyton Turner. And then, then we can talk about it, but I don't know. It was a very odd pick to me.
0: So obviously there are coverage of all the picks that are coming out. So it's interesting when I do these searches and things that come up. And when I put in Peyton Turner, the number one thing that comes up are the five things to know about the saints pick uh, at number 28 Peyton Turner uh, the defensive end out of Houston the Houston Cougar goes to the Saints the biggest thing that they said is that he's long armed so he's able to like push guys and move them out and and and, and apparently he's got a a pretty good arsenal uh, of being able to get around those linemen so obviously uh, coming in uh, as a defensive end right or an edge rusher of sorts you know I wonder if he could fit in as a uh, into the scheme as an edge or an outside linebacker, as big as he is, I would imagine that he'd probably move more towards the interior. Wouldn't you think?
1: Well, he could play a little bit of that edge role and, and we see, um, you know, with with Cam Jordan, the ever annoying Cameron Jordan, is sort of that bigger body defensive end, and he does play on the edge, and so does Marcus Davenport on the opposite side. So they might have him in that spot. Um, And you he know, I think, he'd, I think he'd be fine. Yeah, he's he's, he's tall dude, six him. six. <laughs> yeah, guys, he, a, guys, a big monster.
0: Kind of, he kind of looks like JPP in a way. He's kind of like got that tall size. I mean, JPP is not. I don't think he's. Uh, what is JPP? He can't be two sixty, two seventy. But, uh, no, I mean, GPP is a, a pretty big specimen of a player as well. With yeah, his maybe Will Golston. There yeah, you will go, Wilson, right? Course. Some yeah. good comparisons there. Uh, so, regardless, the Saints, uh, you, you know, obviously doesn't bode well for the Buccaneers, having to play them twice a year. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, Donovan Smith and uh, Tristan Wirfs, depending on which side uh, Peyton Turner will play on, will definitely have their hands Uh, full let's go ahead and move on 29 and 30 we have the green bay packers picking up not an offensive weapon to add to mr rogers neighborhood uh no instead they go eric stokes corner uh which was interesting i thought that was uh well i don't know fueling the fire i was it fueling the fire because i thought maybe going defense may have may have helped Kind of alleviate the fire, maybe, because they knew Look, that they had to pick up uh, more on the defense.
1: Yeah, I mean, they sure could have alleviated the fire on that end, but I don't think Aaron Rodgers is happy. I mean, if if they want to keep him, I don't think he's happy with only having Devonte Adams. Sure, Devonte Adams one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, but then Marquez Valdez Scantling and Alan Lazard are two just their guys. They're just they're they're just there, and and sure they they have you know they've shown some talent there, but I think Aaron Rodgers wanted you know, somebody to come in like a, they wanted like a another Devontae Adams. Yeah. That's what yeah. he
0: wanted. He wanted another Devontae Adams and you're right. Lazard and, and, uh, Marquez Valdez scantling, uh, you're, you're right. I they're kind of middle of the road, wide receivers that run a good pattern, uh, but they're not stellar phenomenal type of wide receivers like a Devontae Adams. I mean, Devante is, is, is a once in a generation type of wide receiver, uh, very similar to someone like a Justin Jefferson or Stefan Diggs, et cetera, that are like the cream of the crop. Uh, so yeah, it could have helped if they went maybe wide receiver there. Um, and and I'm actually wondering which wide receiver could have been picked up at that point. What, what are your thoughts on that? I'm, I'm throwing you, I'm throwing you a little, little curveball here. Looking well, at the, looking at the draft rankings here, who could have gone there to the Packers at wide receiver?
1: I mean, they could have picked up Terrence Marshall, who is obviously my boy. Um, there you go. There okay. was that receiver out of Ole Miss um, What is Elijah Moore, um, who is, yeah, Elijah Moore. And he's looking, I mean, Mel Kuyper, I don't know if what, what channel you watched it on, but I watched it on ESPN. And Mel Kuyper, all night, all he talked about the entire time was Elijah Moore, the wide receiver out of Ole Miss. And so you have one or two of those guys that are just sitting there, and I don't know, maybe the Packers saw it happen, getting burned, you know, Kevin King getting burned uh, multiple times by Mike Evans and then Scotty Miller. Um, and they said, you know, maybe we could use somebody to prevent that from happening in the future. But have fun preventing that in the future without Aaron Rodgers on the other side of the ball.
0: Eric Stokes, the corner <laughs> out of Georgia, goes to the Green Bay Packers to bolster up the defense. Uh, they're going to need it, obviously, facing up against Justin Fields in Chicago. So we shall see. The 31st pick was traded uh, the Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs traded the Ravens uh trade away Orlando Brown for that pick, as well as a couple of other picks to the Chiefs and the Ravens get their guy, Jason Owe. And I actually did. uh I, I saw on Twitter, he no longer wants to be called Jason, which is actually his middle name. He does want to be called Odafe. So o- Odafe, Odafe. I believe that's how the, the emphasis is on the Faye. So Odafe. Jason Owe is, uh, gets picked up at number 31. You know, not a, not a bad pick. We thought the Ravens would have added some, uh, maybe an offensive tackle. We thought Dylan Radens would have been a, a selection with an option for Liam Eichenberg, an offensive tackle out of Notre Dame. They did not go offense. They went defense. Before we get into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pick, what are your quick thoughts on that one?
1: Yeah. And I think they could have gone somebody with like Tevin Jenkins as well, because we had him going earlier in our mock and he ended up falling. And I think there's a bit of an injury concern there. And that might be one of the reasons he didn't end up going in the first. Um, but looking at Oway, he's a very project player. He's not somebody that had a lot of production at Penn State because he really didn't have a lot of production at Penn State. He's just a, a freak athlete, big, strong, physical, long armed and, I mean, he looks like just a gigantic human being. He's super ripped. And, you know, maybe they, they want him as a developmental piece to add on the edge there because I don't think he's going to come in in year one and be some dominating edge rusher just because of that lack of production. He does need a little bit more in the, you know, counter move department, in the overall move department, really, if you will. Um, so he, you know, he is that freak athlete that just needs some time to develop and, and hopefully State. they can develop him.
0: Penn state has a knack of, of developing some really good defensive talent as well. And that was so, so uh Odafe Owe, say that 10 times fast, sure. Odafe Owe, uh the edge rusher from Penn state falls to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh Obviously they knew who they were going to go and they wanted to make sure that nobody in there. They, they probably assumed that he was going to be picked up early in the second round and they needed mm-hmm. to make sure that they were going to get his, get their guy. That brings us to number 32, Chris, number 32, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's replay this really quick with the 32nd pick in the 2021 NFL draft. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers select, I'm sorry, the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay (laughs) Buccaneers select Joe Tryon, edge rusher. And I, I think everyone is excited about this pick. Uh, I, I know that when we had Evan Wanish on, he already, you know, during our mock draft, he picked Joe Tryon. Uh, this is the Washington guy. I had the other Washington guy, Levi Onzarike, going. Instead, it's Joe Tryon. Uh, and actually, isn't his name hyphenated? It's actually Joe Tryon slash Scheunike or something along yeah. those lines. I thought that was I can't weird. pronounce. <laughs> I had to watch some film on this guy, and it was so. It it was, it was great to see because his moves are so clean. They're clean. Like it's not messy. Like he's not, he's not scrambling too much. Like he picks an edge and he'll either take it, cut it, and he'll dip his shoulder. He'll do that swim technique. He'll bounce around. He'll grab his, grab that tackle, move him out. He's a fantastic edge rusher coming out of Washington.
1: Yeah. And I look at him and, and I, you know, I guess I wouldn't be called cynical Bucks fan for nothing, but I wasn't the happiest one about the pick. And I, I was pounding the table for Aziz on out of Georgia. um, But again, comes with injury concerns. And, and I'm pretty sure Jason light even had Tryon above him. Um, but when I see Tryon, I see somebody like an OA, a project, a player in development. He's not going to come on the field right away and be that super productive edge rusher because he wasn't productive in college. He had nine total sacks through two years in his career. He took this past year off a year to develop and he didn't have it. Um, and I, I just, I don't know. I don't think that a a person that needs that much, you know, that much of a project who is that much of a project isn't, going to be worth that first round pick. And that's how I looked at him personally. um, A lot of people are really excited about him. You were talking about his moves a bit. He has quick hands, very quick hands, right? But I don't think his moves are as intentional as he would want them to be. He sort of just comes on and and he's really good at not Mm -hmm. getting Velcroed to the left tackle or the right tackle, whatever he's rushing. He's good at not getting held up there, which, which I am very positive about. I look at that and I'm like, wow, a lot of these guys do get tied up in there and he doesn't. But he just doesn't offer a lot of that just, you know, quick counter move, coming to the inside, going to the outside. He he needs to get a little better with his decision making. He needs to get a little better with his his technique, because what he is doing is just hand fighting without much of a purpose in that. And he only did have nine sacks in two years. And that was my big, you know, my big scary point about that, that pick. And, and I, I watched some more tape on him and, and, you know, I, I'm excited to see him develop. I'm excited to see him sit behind JPP and Shaq Barrett and learn from them. Um, but I don't expect him in year one to be a heavy contributor and, and, you know, they don't need him to be so.
0: Well, happy birthday to show Joe Tryon Shoyinke. I believe is how it's pronounced, but I believe he does just go by Joe Tryon. It is his birthday here on April thirtieth at the time of this recording, and uh, he is twenty two years old. He is a young, uh, you know, developing edge rusher, defensive end, outside linebacker, all three, depending on which scheme you're playing. This guy can apparently to Jason Light to Bruce Arians very excited to pick this guy up. Yes. I agree with you. It was a little interesting to have him above Aziz Ojalari, but the Bucks get their guy. And did you watch? Did you watch the, the when the call happened and when Jason called Joe Tryon? No, it, I didn't actually get to see. Yeah, that. so it was interesting. And they said, "Hey, Joe, you know it's uh, Jason Light, and we're about to make the call. We're about to submit. You ready to become a Buccaneer?" And he called him coach. <laughs> His, his emotions were so high that he's like, yes, coach. Yep, Yep. I'm ready. He's like, Well, I'm not the coach, but I'm going to hand that over to you in just a moment, but I just wanted to congratulate you and, and welcome to Tampa Bay. And he handed it over to coach uh, Arians and, and he said, Hey, Joe, how you doing? You ready? And he just, the, 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 he was in his living room. I believe he was at home and head down. He's crying. He's, he's very super emotional, super exciting time. I think at that pick, You know, it's funny because my wife actually mentioned to me, she was like, well, how much, you know, how soon do they know that they're going to be on that team? Like they got to know, right? They already have the cap. They already have the jersey already, made. And I'm like, well, they don't have the cap though. Probably within the first five, I would say are pretty much safe bets. Like you only have maybe that one or two. Uh, and, And it's almost a gimme. But when you're down that low, it could really be anyone at that point. I mean, the Bucs could have gone with Anzarike. They, they could have gone with Christian Bardmore. or they could have gone with, you know, obviously Joe Tryon or Aziz Ojalari. Those were all options on the defense. That was the theme that everyone was pretty much sticking to with the Buccaneers bolstering up. And, and, and as we heard Evan Wanish say on the last episode that, you know, getting that third edge rusher, right? Even though Anthony or uh, Nelson was not as, stellar. You've got two of the best edge rushers in the league right now with JPP and Shaquille Barrett. You've got to have so that's complimentary when, when you're giving them a rest or if they're injured, you got to be able to stick another guy in there. That's complimentary to them. Hey, listen, I, I like the Joe triumph pick because that could potentially, he did remind me a little bit about Sha- Shaquille Barrett. He does kind of give me that vibe I'm excited about it. I'm excited for the Buccaneers and and maybe just as a Buccaneers fan and covering them, I'm excited for this pick probably a little bit more than you, but I, my horse was on right? So I wouldn't say I'm not
1: excited. I'm, I'm excited for the kid and, and I'm, you know, I'm really happy for him. And it's funny because did you see what he tweeted out right after he said, man, they didn't even send me a hat. They didn't even send me a hat. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because the NFL, I think what they do with these guys that they're pretty sure are going to go in the first is they send him all 32 hats And anybody can trade up, trade down, whatever happens. And then when they get picked, they pick up the hat that the team, they picked them and they probably ship back the other 31. Um, And so I don't even think the NFL expected them to get picked in the first because they didn't send the hats over to them.
0: (laughs) You guys have been listening to our uh, instant reaction show. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at JC Bucks nation, my co-host, Chris. Thanks so much, man. Your insight is always stellar. This was it, man. Round one is in the books. We are getting ready yeah. for round two. Round two is going to be who do you... those left on the board? What do we do here? Let's talk about. It. Let's close this show out and talk about what the Buccaneers do with sixty four.
1: I mean, I think somebody like a like a Quinn Miners or a Landon Dickerson, like we talked about in our little preview series that we had, um, they're still there. Obviously, I don't think that they anybody really expect them to go in the first, but you know, crazier things have happened like. Uh... <laughs> Like an Alex Leatherwood. Um yeah. but you know, these these aren't things that and and there are other linemen falling right now, and especially looking at Tevin. Jenkins, somebody that was going to be that first round, and I don't think he's going to make it to sixty. If he makes it to sixty-four, help, Bucks, please take him. Um, But otherwise, I think that they could use a little bit of help on the offensive line. Maybe someone to replace Donovan Smith down the down the road um, in in a Miners or a of Dickerson. Maybe they. That's my horse. Yeah, that's my. I know those guys are. I know those guys are more guards, but you know, hell, if they get Jenkins, then you know, as a replacement for Smith, but um, those two guys are somebody that I would really love to see at sixty-four.
0: That's my horse, man. Quinn Miners. That's that's who I am taking. That's who I picked. Uh, coming out of the second in, in pick 64. So I think Quinn Myers, who's your horse? Peg one, man. I think,
1: honestly, I'm going to go Miners as well. I like what I saw out of him. You convinced Not Kyle me. Trask? <laughs> not a, not a huge... I liked his production. You know, I don't think he's... He's that guy. Um, no, I think it's going to have to be minors, too. And I, I mean, being an offensive lineman, when I played back in the day, I think I just there's a special place in my heart for it. And and I love to see linemen come on, especially these D3 guys who you don't really think are going to get that opportunity. And, and it'd be really exciting to see him come in and, and learn behind Ali Marpet, like like a D3 yep. idol type of thing. I don't know how he looks at him, but they obviously have that connection. And, and I think that it would be exciting to see him here.
0: Well, the twenty twenty one NFL draft rolls on tonight with round two. It's going to be very exciting. So uh, don't miss it. Make sure you guys check in. uh, I believe it's on NFL Network, ESPN. I think ABC was, was airing it. So it's all over the place. Do not miss it you've been listening to our instant reaction show for round one of the 2021 NFL Draft. Uh, I'm your host, Jason Curtis. You can find me on Twitter at JCBucksNation. Don't forget
1: to follow the show at BucksNationPod. Yeah, and this is Chris owner the co-host, and you can find me on Twitter at CynicalBucksFan. And don't forget to check out all of our written works at BucksNation.com, where all of us are bringing you the best headlines and storylines that we can bring to you.
0: Alright, stay tuned as e- in each week as we continue to bring you coverage from all different directions, including news across the NFL and fantasy football and even from you Bucks Nation don't forget to submit an email or send us a message through Twitter uh, at Bucks Nation podcast at gmail.com leave us your name and a message and we'll get it up on the show in an upcoming show we will be back actually in a few days and we're going to be doing a full recap of all the picks that the Buccaneers in 2021 I'm really excited about that hopefully we'll have some special guests on for you guys Leave us a review on Apple iHeartRadio wherever you download and stream the Bucks Nation podcast channel. Until next time, wave your flags high and fire the cannon. See, ain't kissing no babies on my doorstep being so shady. Don't trip. We got to let in. Don't trip.